Welcome to season two of In Her Purpose Show, a platform where we feature female game changers who have paved the way on succeeding their goals and continue to inspire at the same time. I am your host, Mafe Yunan Velasco, and this show is very close to my heart because I am able to learn and grow with two amazing, beautiful women, and they are the founders and also authors of In Her Purpose book and company. Always so honored to introduce them to you all. First, we have Jen Redondo Marquez, who is a game changer herself, working in the tech world and serving as a mentor for Collective Hustle, and Fasta, Filipino-Americans in Silicon Valley tech. And of course, Rose Buado, a mother of two, and also a businesswoman, mentor to young women entrepreneurs, inspirational speaker, and the manager of the Philharmonic. Hello, ladies. Hi, how are you, Mafe? Hi, Jen. Excited for a new um, schedule and also our amazing uh, guest today. You know, I just briefly went through and researched about her. And, you know, when it comes to shoes, you know, that's a woman's best friend. So let me introduce her to you guys. (laughs) Um, We have Miss Cece Chin, who is a shoe designer and the CEO founder of the Vision Quest Shoes. She was raised, uh, born and raised in South Detroit and later on moved to New York and is currently based in Los Angeles, California. She used to wear heels, but always longed for an easy to walk in elegant footwear. That's why she created Vision Quest Shoes. She also designed her brand to be the support system to guide her on her journey. And most, most imp- importantly, to keep her in the spirit. She is learning the value of engaging both the natural and spiritual in everyday life. Essentially, she wanted to create a shoe that spoke to this idea and walk it mindfully through your life. So without further ado, let's welcome to the studio, Miss Cece Chen. Hi, Cece. Hey there, everyone. Mafa and um, Rose and Jen. So nice to meet you guys virtually. So um, I'm so excited about this. Same. Oh, we can't hear Jen. Can we hear you, Jen? Oops, technical difficulties. (laughs) That's okay. Cece, we're so excited that you're here with us. Thank you. I know. So, Mafe is in the Philippines, and Jen is up north. Okay. Area, and I'm in LA. So, you and I are near each other. Yeah. Yeah. So, we could potentially, when things well, kind of things are opening back up, we'd be able to meet each other. And I'd love to um, see where all the magic happens with your yeah. Business. Well, yeah. I'm so excited about your um, event coming this summer for your book. So um, you know, we definitely have that on the calendar. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that is it is happening, and I'm really excited about it. It's only been a year. Um, and um, sorry, Jen. No, we can't hear you. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so should we That's wait right. or do we keep going? <laughs> yeah. I, I know Jen would want to ask first, you know, uh, as much as I introduced you, I know there's a lot more that people can get to know about you, Cece. So 
can you please share with everyone a little bit of your more of your background um, yourself to the community of In Her Purpose and also who is CC Chit and what is the vision Quest Shoes? Okay, um, so um, I'm Chinese American and um, I was born and raised in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And uh, my father actually was born and raised in New York City. And he, interestingly enough, uh, is, let's say, his my grandfather came over when he was like four, I guess. Yeah, he was very young um, from Toysan. And then my father uh, was born and raised in New York. And then he got a job at the University of Michigan and he moved to Michigan and I was raised there. So I always had a Midwestern Chinese American upbringing. Um, and it was one of those things where, you know, back in the in that time, I, I didn't want to learn how to speak Chinese, but I really wish I had uh, taken the effort and taken the steps to do that. Uh, so I, I moved to New York um, as in my after university. I, I graduated from University of Michigan, and I moved to New York, and I started pursuing a career in fashion. And I worked in the handbag and leather goods business for quite a while until I jumped over to shoes, and I really uh, just kind of put two feet first and I, I invented um, or I, I started one line called 8020 footwear which I will take uh, uh, I'll give myself credit for kickstarting the hidden wedge trend and that was with uh, you know essentially have a embedded um, height within a shoe um, or, or, or boot and I kickstarted that back in 2006 2007 and got out there let's just say I, I did all the crazy trade shows I was um, traveling to Asia, to China all the time. Um, I sold to Fred Siegel, um, American Reg, um, Anthropology Urban Outfitters, and I even did um, some work with Lane Crawford in Hong Kong and um, some private label with um, Aldo. So that was my first shoe venture, and that was a different time in this world where, uh, you know, retail was really thriving and uh, direct to consumer was happening, but not on the level it is right now. So it was a different climate. Um, that was also when magazines were really like booming and uh, social media was, again, it was something that was happening, but it wasn't, it wasn't to the element it was here um, today. So lived in New York City, um, ran this shoe collection for about seven years. Um, hit a wall where essentially uh, I couldn't really compete with the people who had adopted the concept I had created. And that meant like a Steve Madden or, um, mm. you know, any of the big brands. And and uh, I wasn't the new kid on the block anymore. So people would say, well, you know, I can buy Steve Madden's line for X amount and they will give me really long payment terms. I'll, I'll, you know, all these, these things that I, you know, as an independent, I just couldn't do. So um, essentially, I was ready to fold and um, just take a moment of rest uh, after having, you know, been so rigorous with it for such a long time. And um, I ended up getting a job in um, Orange County, uh, and it was with an accessory design company, and um, I was the VP there. We moved to uh, Cyprus after about a year, so it was right near Cerritos, um, right near Rose. Mm -hmm. And um, and then I ended that um, in 2018. Really, I was like ready to to just follow my my real vision, my own passion of working independently as a footwear designer. And so I got back on this path, ever having been on it, having left and and got back on it again. And Vision Quest Shoes is the shoe that is going to keep me on this path, you know, until infinity. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
There's me in my shoes. <laughs> there you go. Wow. I love them. That's beautiful. So, yeah, I mean, essentially, that's where I am. I, I started this before the, you know, well before the pandemic, did um, live events all throughout Los Angeles and then San Francisco and New York and was really uh, hitting some strides there. And I felt really, really confident that the growth was just like going to um, open up as it had with my first collection. And then the pandemic hit. Um, but I was lucky enough that I had um, my operations kind of uh, let's just say simple to a way that I could manage them, um, you know, during this crazy time. And now that things are opening up, I'm seeing an increase in sales and I'm very happy about that. Very cool. <clears throat> Jen, how is your audio? <laughs> I was going to ask, can you guys hear me? Now? We yeah. can hear you. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you can hear me because I'm here like, Want to ask all these questions and I'm on mute. But thank you for your lovely introduction to our community. Um, uh, one of the things that I wanted to ask you is in, in your career and in building your own business, what were some of, uh, what was your inspiration for starting and why shoes? Oh, goodness. Well, I mean, shoes are really, um, you know, it's really kind of essential part of, of what we wear. I mean, you know, obviously you have to wear them, but I also feel that it kind of like resonates you with you on a deeper level and you step into a pair of shoes and it could be elegant high heel ones for certain occasions, or it could be um, sneakers if you're going to work out, or in my case, just like an everyday shoe that really is comforting and supportive for your everyday journey. Um, and it really can make or break your day. Now, I mean, how many times have you put on a pair of shoes and you thought, oh, this is great. And then you're halfway through the day and you're like, God, I really wish I hadn't bought these. I really, I, I hadn't worn these. I, I really wish I was wearing something else. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I'm just very aware of how the right pair of shoes can make or break your day. Um, I think there's a quote that says like, uh, you know, Cinderella knows the power of the right pair of shoes. And um, I think uh, it's just something that um, we should put more thought into than we actually do um, in terms of not just the way they look, but the way they feel. Yes, I, I completely agree. And I'm glad that you made, I really like the way your shoes look. And, oh, thank you. Um, you know, when I think of when we have to go into the office, a lot of people that commute, they have sneakers or like these ugly like ballet flats like rock oh, the ballet flats, flats yeah I don't want to say the brand name I don't want bad mouth but you know um <laughs> like my coworkers would whip out these ballet flats I'm like those are the ugliest shoes like why does something comfortable have to be ugly you know right right so, yeah I think it's the eternal question and um it's something that has to be like uh re revisited over and over again. I mean, it's it's funny that the the idea of comfort and fashion has been something that has I feel it's like a problem that we're endlessly uh, trying to solve. And of course, um, you know, needs change and um, different uh, trends change. So it is something that that is is revisited all the time. Um, but I think that's and that's everyone's aim to you know every shoe designer aims to resolve that problem. 
I feel I really have just because, um, you know, I know women who have been purchasing shoe, my shoe um, over and over again, and they're just swearing that it is the best thing for them, if, um, particularly if they have an active career. Like, um, there's some women I know that are uh, wardrobe people on uh, in the entertainment business. So mm -hmm. obviously they have to look good because they're really seen as being, um, you know, the kind of keystone of wardrobing but they also have to really do a lot of work i mean moving racks of clothing uh fitting uh actors and actresses um so it benefits them to have a shoe like mine which has a uh, um a memory foam footbed and a sneaker bottom um but then also has the upper which is like usually an elegant uh leathers and um they have found that to be the shoe that really works for them mm -hmm. Nice. Did you design it yourself? Yeah, I mean, so I'm a trained um, designer in accessories and in shoes, and and essentially, yeah, I'm I'm really like a, um, you know, kind of a jack of all trades. Like, got my hand in every pot. Um, you know, I have some uh, assistance and support here and there, but really, it's just me um, plugging away. Nice. What were some of the challenges that you had to overcome throughout your career? So, um, well, fashion business is intrinsically challenging just in terms of that it, it, it's, you know, you have to bring out new product all the time and, um, mm -hmm. you're only as good as how your product performs. So even if, um, you know, you have a design concept and it's, there's a quite a few, um, series of approvals, especially when you're working for some of the big companies. And I used to work with some of the big companies, so you can go through all these series of approvals, but really what happens in the end is is it in the store do people buy it or not and obviously we know that there's a lot of choices right there so I think um initially in my career uh you know you always wanted to be like different and like you know uh innovative and like uh like you wanted to kind of do something that was was uh could, could like stand out in the crowd but mm -hmm. that doesn't always sell and so I think there was initially like uh, a hard type of learning curve to find out, well, not only can it be innovative and, and, and unique and different, but what is really going to perform and sell? Because you only have a next season if your first season performs and sells. And it is a it is a hard lesson to learn because especially if you're working with retailers, I mean, they'll place an order, but then if your shoes don't sell through, mm -hmm. they, I mean, you're not going to get another order, okay, but then worst case, they might want to swap it out. They might want... Um, to return them and that and that's always difficult if you're so invested in like mm. uh the details of, of something being super unique so again uh, the other balance to take note is not only the comfort and the fashion but it's also like performance like retail business performance and uniqueness you know where's that balance i mean you can be a artist and do this crazy weird thing and everybody can ooh and ah but if nobody buys it then you essentially have to start all over again. So I think there was some initial uh, maturity that I had to learn um, in terms of, you know, how can I make something unique and really stand out, but also make it really saleable and something that uh, people are gonna gravitate to. And, and not just one or two people, I mean like, you know, enough people to justify you doing a second season. So mm -hmm. I think that was one of the hardest ones. The other one is just some intrinsic, um, challenges in doing anything that's fashion or product related, which is that 
the designer or the creative person really needs to bear all the upfront costs themselves. And um, I think that's a hard one to kind of uh, to understand going into business. Um, you know, so yeah, you could maybe hand make something on your own and make it really interesting and, um, you know, put all your labor into that. But then when you pre reproduce it, um, well, not only is there just figuring out how to make it at a cost that people will buy it for, but it's mm -hmm. also like all the development that needs to go into it down to, um, you know, the inventory, the packaging, the shipping and the website. And then now, you know, all the media things, those are all things that do cost money or they cost a lot of time. And I mm -hmm. think that is a hard one for a lot of people to understand that, you know, all of that is really not rewarded until your product starts selling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but when it does start selling, it is very rewarding. So I'm going to, I would say it is worth it. And when that magic moment, when, um, you know, I just got two orders this evening and I was just like, wait, I haven't even posted on social media for like over a week. Cause I've been so busy just doing other things. Like, and so when, when, when that happens, it, it's, it's super validating, mm -hmm. but, um, you do have to put all the energy and the upfront costs early on. Are these things that you learned along the way or from your previous experience in accessories like you knew, okay, this is the formula to success or, or was <laughs> it? <laughs> okay. The formula to success. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a whole dialogue of its own. You know, we all have different versions of what that might be. And I think it's important actually for as a designer and an entrepreneur to kind of understand what the core, uh, value of success is and and it could kind of vary so for me it's it i mean right now i would say it's just um you know make it a product that i know people are buying and that um you know of course i have to market it and i need to get it out there but then it starts to take a little bit of a of a journey of its own and then uh, you know you start to get orders from people you don't know people that are coming from like australia and and it starts to, you know, I, I don't have a lot of big budgets to, to even do all this marketing, but then when it starts to kind of like seep into the the universe or through the community and people yeah. start purchasing it, you know, cause they've heard of it. And, um, and it, you know, it just, when you start to realize your design takes a life form of its own that that is like uh, creating success. Like it's not so much about me anymore. It's about the shoe just being something that people like and want to buy. So, right. um, I would say that you you have to boil that down to its your its purest essence. Um, but then you could say, you know, success is having this much money or this kind of house or these types of things. And, you know, but I think it's hard as an entrepreneur to base uh, your success on high um, uh, material metrics at first. Um, maybe, you know, after three or five years, you know, you can start building those. But at first, um, it's you just want to kind of be very simple about it. You just want to have make sure you have enough momentum and um, that's energy and that's also economic momentum to keep it going until it can hit um, a level where it can start performing on its own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the toughest part is in the beginning where you're trying to grow and build and um, what is it? Is it the statistic that in the first three years of running your own business, like you don't make profit? Is it three years? Did I make that up? Um, there are certain <laughs> statistics on it, but I would say um, just if I were going to advise people who are wanting to start a shoe business or, or you know, an, a, some sort of um, product 
business that's maybe in the creative world, I mean, I'm not going to say just fashion, but is that you definitely need to have um, a strong savings and also a strong idea of how you can budget your own living expenses and your own time mm -hmm. um, to get it off the ground and, and also be, you know, have, have expectations that it might take one to three years for it to get off the ground. Um, and, you know, and then with the pandemic, I mean, you know, who knows? I mean, there's, there's just so many uh, factors that you can't control, but you have to be committed to the journey of seeing it through. And um, I think that's something that, um, you know, I've learned, I had my first line um, and I ran that for seven years. So I know what it takes, uh, you know, to get it to like, um, you know, the uh, seven figure range. And I know that like, you have to have um, some volume, some luck and some ingenuity. And I'm not there yet with the second line, we're not the seven figure range, but um, you know, I, I have a plan. So yeah. Awesome. <laughs> where, um, where can people find your, your, your line right now besides your website? Well, in San Francisco, I sell that gravel and gold, which is in the mission. Okay. And um, that's a really cute boutique. Um, this woman, um, Tamara Palmer, she has her own clothing line, but she also carries um, my shoes and other products. In uh, Los Angeles, I sell to um, Undesigned uh, by Carol Young, which is on Hillhurst. So that's right near me in Los Feliz. In New York City, I sell to a store in Brooklyn called M. Patmos. And um, I also sell online as, you know, that's, 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 probably the journey that anybody who's trying to uh, learn this is, is taking. And um, that, uh, you know, is where I'm getting most of my sales. Um, but I think it's important again um, for entrepreneurs of a creative type of thing, particularly it's something that needs to be tried on not to rely on direct to consumer or not to rely on direct to consumer or wholesale. You need a hybrid of selling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, what are some of the products or, um, anything that you want to share with, with us and, and the um, community? Well, um, okay. So I was lucky that when I was at my last job, which is a handbag um, design company, there was a lot of um, dead suck leather that they had not been able to use for the bags. Either the cuttings were too small or they were in like directional patterns that like really wouldn't work for the bags. I mean, for whatever reason, there was quite a big inventory. So I'll be transparent. Um, you know, since I salvaged the leather, that was my original source of getting um, leather that I could use for the shoes. Cause I knew that, you know, a panel that was this big of leather, um, you know, you have a whole leather skin and it's quite big, but then you cut into it, you use it. And then you're, a lot of times you're left with area, you know, parts of the skin that are, cannot be um, used for like a big tote bag, but you could, cut four pairs of shoes out of it, right? Because the shoes mm -hmm. are smaller cool. pieces. So I had the, um, you know, the innovative mind to, to anticipate that that was a good use for it. And this is, uh, you know, I started this in 2018 and the sustainability um, track was happening, but maybe not as full throttle it is now, right? I just learned that LVMH is starting a program where they're going to start reselling their dead stock leather to oh, European wow. fashion designers. Yes. So, um, you know, and then you have companies like um, Reformation that started purchasing dead stock um, fabric and making their clothes out of it. Now, I don't think they do that anymore. And so there is a whole um, embracing of sustainable practices. So 
I um, was able to um, salvage a lot of the leather from my old business, and now, unfortunately, they're no longer around anymore. So I can't like keep that as a you know a <laughs> consistent. Sorry, <laughs> but I have other resources. I've been in this business for a while, so um, you know I'm always looking for like my my opportunities with the leather. Unfortunately, that means that sometimes I only cut four pairs, and then they might sell very quickly, and then you know people are like, oh, you know, are you going to recut that? Um, platinum snake shoe and I say you know I, I actually don't know I mean I have to find the leather again I mean it, I would have to it's it's kind of a sense of discovery for me and a sense of discovery for um the customers so um you know if you um see something you like it and it, I have your size I would say jump on it because um you know I might not be able to produce it again how do you know um, what size to make if you only have four that you can make what's the most popular shoe size <laughs> you know it's so funny i thought the most popular shoe size was going to be a 38 which would be a u.s size 30 size 7 but actually in my shoe the most popular shoe size is a 41 which is a u.s 10 and um oh. you can only know this by um i mean you know retailers will have metrics on it um you know shoe companies will have metrics on it but for independent shoe um designers you really can't know you have to kind of take a wild guess i mean you know perhaps you've already engaged with the community you can ask them um you can take pre-orders if 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 you're you know willing or able to do that um but uh it's so funny i actually have quite a few um actually even smaller 36s and 37s that uh are the ones that are you know the, the ones that are remaining um and I'm going to just uh, kind of gather them and do like a sample sale maybe um, in a month or so. And if you're lucky, then, uh, you know, that's that's your your shoe size. But um, you really can't hit it on the ball every time. And I think that's another thing. If you're a footwear designer, you cannot expect that you're going to like sell through perfect to the T because mm -hmm. people with their feet are very finicky. So you, <laughs> know, you may have women that have really wide feet. My shoe is not for them. So. Um, you know, you're just not going to, you're not going to get everybody. That's just not the way it works. You know, even a, a company like Birkenstock is just, they're not going to get everybody. Um, that's just the, the business. Yeah. So it's not like producing every size seven times at all. No, just... I usually do it. Like, so if I start from a size, you know, US six to a US 11, I'll go deeper on like the US nine and the US 10. Mm. And that's because I know now. Um, yeah. But it did take a while to to learn that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you make it here? Do you manufacture it here? No, I mm -hmm. actually work with a really wonderful manufacturing company that's based in China, okay. and I met them. I've been working, um, you know, in this business, handbags or shoes, for uh, quite a long time, and I've developed that connection with them. And um, so, no, we have a really good exchange where um, I send them all this leather of crazy different, you know, patterns and textures and so forth mm -hmm. and they cut the shoes for me and um you know we produce them all together so um yeah so you know i'm chinese and i make my shoes in china nice, awesome. nice. So awesome. that that must be like a long is that like a long turnaround because you have to ship it to them and then they have to ship it back to you yeah i mean well footwear would be a long turnaround anyway i mean mm -hmm. there are very few factories in the United States. And mm -hmm. a lot of the ones that are here, they specialize in shoes for the army. So they, um, you know, they're not going to make a shoe like my shoe, you know, they're not yeah. going to make a heel, yeah. they're going to make um, combat boots. And, um, you know, I've heard success stories of people 
able to convince them to do production for them, but you'd probably have to wait until they're f- finished with all their military shoes to get yeah, in there. Have, yeah, and plus you want to have some like somebody that's actually going to do it right. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I think that's that's another big thing. So, I mean, I'm sharing a lot of little um, lessons, but you want to find a shoe manufacturer that understands the kind of concept that you're already making. Um, yeah. You know, you're not going to go to like, um, yeah, an army boot company made in the USA just because you want made in USA and say, can you right. do this high heel? I mean, they're they're not going to know how to do it. They're not going to have the equipment to do it. And they're not going to want to do it, probably. Right. You know, I mean, they want to everybody wants to do what they're good at already. Right. So mm-hmm. you want to find the people that are already good at something like, you know, more or less in the same feeling. Um and and it's another thing with sneakers. So I use a sneaker bottom on my shoe. Um, America, I mean, the the molded element at that is is really, in my opinion, best done in China. They have the machinery for it. They have all the equipment for it. Um, that's something that's hard to do in the USA, um, and um, also hard to do in like European countries too. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you said, do it. Is there a long turnaround? Um, yeah, I guess there is. I mean, well, you know, the fashion calendar used to be that you worked like a year to like a year and a half out. Now that's gotten much shorter. Um, but I, I'm used to it because I worked in fashion for a long time of like uh, working on like if I were working at a, a big company right now, and this is um, April of 2021, I'd probably be working on fall of 2022 right now. Mm-hmm. So okay. you you really just do have to project and you have to take mm-hmm. some wild guesses. Mm hmm. That's really cool. That's some that's information that um, is really good to know, especially because Jen and I also do. We don't we don't sell shoes, but we do have products, so it's good to know. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're able to to do the make the product yourself, let's say it's earrings, or let's say it's like um, uh, like candles or mm-hmm. um, aromatherapy or something like that, then then you have more control over it because it's uh, you know maybe maybe using it with your own hands. So right. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, but then there's going to be pros and cons of that, too. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is there. Um, well, OK, so like what are some ways that you unplug and find balance for yourself? Well, we recently um, my my husband, um, when we recently got married, so um, just like a month ago. Um, yeah. But we also um, got a puppy. So, um that's really fun. And that I feel like I'm unplugged all the time because I'm always playing with this dog who needs like a lot of attention, which is, it's great. But I feel like, uh, you know, it's so funny. One of the reasons I haven't posted on social media that much recently is I'm just so busy with this dog. What kind of dog? Kind of dog? It's a, um, a puppy Frenchie. And um, oh, she's so cute. And she's in the other room. I would bring her on right now, but I don't want her to steal the show. So um, <laughs> what is but, your name? Um, baby Lucy. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, she's really cute. So, um, <laughs> but so there's that, um, you know, going for walks, um, yoga, and um, just, uh, you know, saying sometimes, like, I'm just going to leave devices. Oh, I'm just going to not pick up devices. I'm going to deliberately not look at a screen. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's the old picture of me in New York. Look at my hair. So short. <laughs> <laughs> Look at your shoes. All your shoes are awesome. Thank yeah. you. I love me a good pair of shoes. 
yeah. So what are what shoes are you guys into these days right now? Let me let me hear what you're wearing. Well, because I'm at home and I never would be thought I would be caught dead in these, but I've been wearing Crocs. Okay, Crocs <laughs> is doing well right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, that that's a very uh, let's just say a shoe that um, has a lot of multi-purpose, right? So yeah, it's mostly because I've been at home. I, I never wear it the office. Um, I wear a lot of sneakers because I work in tech, and a lot of my outfits are jeans. So, and because I was commuting and having a walk, I, I ditched all the heels right, and I right. didn't want to wear, I didn't want to wear those ugly ballet flats. So <laughs> my, my go-tos are sneakers and right now Crocs. So. All right. Okay. Well, well, you could take some of your um, casual outfits and if you wore like a rose gold version of my shoes or maybe some of the like fun metallics or the patterns, mm -hmm. you could really kind of like elevate that and still be very comfortable. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, Ooh. yeah, that's a cute one. The blush. Yeah, that's a really pretty yeah. one. I have a Love pair it. that looks exactly like that from, uh, oh my gosh, what's the name of that store here in San Francisco? Um, Azalea? I used to sell it at Azalea. Mm -mm. They, it's a San Francisco brand and their whole thing is they're not, they're not into fast fashion. Oh my gosh. What was the name of that store? Oh, is it, is it a store or is it, is it Everlane? Everlane, Everlane. Okay. I have a pair but, of those from Everlane. Okay, Everlane has the they did a babouche upper, but did the, does yours have a bouncy sneaker bottom? No, that's why when I saw See? yours and you said they have sneaker bottoms, I'm like, ooh. Yeah. So yeah. the 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 style of the shoe is based on a Moroccan babouche, and that's a traditional shoe. That's like you know, like saying like a ballet flat or something like that. It's like a, mm -hmm. it's like a you know a, a traditional um what we call in the business an upper. But um, the ones from Morocco and the ones that really kind of like hit the fashion community in the last couple of years are all just so flat and, and um, mm -hmm. they, they really give you no support. And um, especially they if you're hurt. in a city like San Francisco, you're kind of like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of like just putting a small buffer between you and the pavement. So it that's hurts. why I evolved this shoe to have a bouncy sneaker bottom with tread. And so particularly in San Francisco, it's a great shoe because of all the hills. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also for the opportunities that you might walk in, um, you know, the parks or like be in nature and like, you know, not necessarily be prepared for it. You might not be like, um, you know, carrying your your shoes here and then have a pair of hiking boots there. And not to say my shoes are hiking boots by any means, but I did get <laughs> a message from a customer um, about a month ago who said she climbed a tree in the shoes. <laughs> and she was, um, you know, in LA, maybe at Griffith Park and was inspired to climb a tree. And the grip that's on my shoes, like, enabled her to climb the tree. So, you know, to me, to me, those are when um, I realized that the footwear starts to take, a, or the design starts to take another form of purpose and usefulness and um, appreciation than, like, what I am just, like, pitching on my own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna try. I them. love that. What are you two wearing, Mafei Rose? <laughs> Rose can go first. I only laugh because you know me. I stand during the shows, and I'm yeah. wearing heels right now. But my go-to is the same as uh, uh, Jen. You know, we were comparing our Crocs the other day. But <laughs> I'm also from Australia, so we're all about the slippers. So I love my pair of Havianas. So okay. mainly 
since it's locked down here in the Philippines, um, you know, the shoes only come on when I'm hosting. Got it. <laughs> but I've been wearing like, like with this outfit, I'm wearing slippers down to the office. Um, yeah, it's all about comfort. I mean, also as women, I don't know, maybe you guys can relate when you get older. You can't really wear heels long anymore. <laughs> so for me, that's where I'm at. I'm all about comfort. But yeah, I was super interested. I hope that um, I can order and have it delivered here in the Philippines. Oh, yeah. I've shipped to Australia just the other day. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll check it out. And Rose, yeah. what are you wearing? So in the daytime, I own a cafe. So I am always running around and like talking and speaking with people, serving coffee, serving breakfast, making sandwiches. Um, and the cafe is in Cerritos? It's in Cerritos, the cafe? Well, I have a few. So we have um, one in Lakewood, one in La Mirada. La Mirada is the one that I'm always at. Okay. Um, and then there's some in Bixby Knowles. Glendora, Lakewood, maybe even to the Lakewood one, or it's called Cassidy's Corner Cafe. Okay. It's near Cyprus. Also, the La Mirada one is near Cyprus. But, okay. Yeah, yeah. so we have a cafe, and I'm always, um, you know, running around serving customers and stuff. So I'm wearing sneakers in the morning, um, specifically non-slip. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Non-slip sneakers. And then um, after that, when I'm going on to like meetings and stuff, if it's a Zoom meeting, I'm just wearing my slippers. And then, um, but if I'm going out, I'm still wearing like Nikes or like Adidas or or any of those. Uh, I do love heels though. So like on a summer day, I'll, I'll if I wear a dress, I'll wear platforms or something. Certainly. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. But I do have to get a pair of yours because that... Yeah. Sounds so amazing. And during the days that I don't have to serve, I could probably just go in, in your cute shoes and just like talk to customers and stuff all day. You could probably <laughs> serve in the shoes though. They have some tread. I mean, I you know, non-slip, but that's always kind of a, that's a term I, I've heard it. And I, I, I don't know if there's like a, some sort of like test or barometer. Of course, you know, I, I get the idea. Um, yeah. I don't know if my shoes qualify as non-slip, but they do have a, a tread on the bottom. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I think you could probably comfortably serve in them, too. So, yeah, I'll have to get all of your shoe sizes. Um, you have to send them to me and then I'll have to see what, you know, what I have, you know, in my little, um, you know, basket. Very cool. So I love asking this question. This is my favorite question. When you walk into the room, what is your theme song? Huh. Um. That's oh wait, did you ask me ask me that in advance? Now I'm like kind of like um <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, take your time because you know it has to be right. It has to be the right one. <laughs> um isn't there like a shoe song? These boots were made for walking or something. Oh um, yeah, there are there are definitely some of those. Um or there's you know, um put on your boogie shoes. There's that one too. Yeah. There's a there's a whole there's a whole um <laughs> But it doesn't have to be shoes. It could be something that like empowers you or something that makes you just want to like dance or something that's going to make yeah, you Yeah, you know, it's funny. The, 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 um, I used to live in New York and now I'm here and I'm very much consider myself based in LA. But I think um, uh, the Alicia Keys, like, um, uh, you know, in New York, you know, yes. Concrete Jungle. Like, and, and so, yeah, I would have to say that's the one that kind of like comes to me. Yeah. Um, you know, having lived there and like kind of felt that 
that feeling like, you know, on the streets, but also like kind of carrying that over beyond like just being the city that like kind of yeah. like just that um, like pulsing kind of joy, but also empowerment. I love that song. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great song. I love that too. Uh, what do you believe is your purpose and what does living in your purpose look like to you? I really think my purpose is to be a forward designer and to provide great shoes for women like like us, like women that are um, pursuing their passions, um, women that are really uh, kind of going beyond um, maybe their own comfort zone, so to speak, you know, so I, I want them to be comfort, comfortable going beyond their comfort yeah. zone, you know, Love so um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think, uh, you know, the shoes, I consider them being like a support system. I mean, we have memory foam and, a, and an outsole, but it's also like the kind of like, um, conceptual support of um, I'm living in my purpose because I want you to live in your purpose. And the whole idea of the vision quest is that I would suggest that you visualize what it is you want and mm -hmm. take the quest to get there. And it is a quest full of like trials and tribulations and a lot of, uh, you know, changes in your journey. It's not going to be a straight path. Mm -hmm. And there's always going to be um, victories and there's going to be um, challenges. And, um, but for you to stay on that path. And so the shoe, it, it's like kind of shaped like an arrow. And so I always consider that like a vector point. Like, I don't know if you guys, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, in, if you work on like the Adobe programs or something, they always talk mm -hmm. about vectors, right? So, yeah. um, so it's like a vector and it's that vector that's always, uh, guiding you, you know, towards your North star. So, um, at one point I had been really inspired by a Ouija board and it's something I kind of. I kind of step away from that association now because I feel like people kind of start to connect me with like Wiccans or like, you know, <laughs> the dark arts. And, I, you know, I'm not, that's not what I was trying to do. I was actually just thought it was fun because I felt like my <laughs> first spiritual experience ever was as a fifth grader at a slumber party with a Ouija board. Um, you know, <laughs> oh and so I'm, I'm all about, know more. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about like the spiritual, but I don't necessarily mean the dark arts. I mean like yeah. the spiritual, like, you know, how is the universe mm -hmm. communicating with you and what is it that you're mm -hmm. putting out there? And so mm -hmm. I, um, I have an eye logo inside the shoe, which is referencing a Ouija board and also, um, the phrase yes or no so that every every moment you can ask yourself like yes or no is this taking me towards my vision um and that's that's something i think that it, it's very easy for us all to be distracted by everything and um but we also have to just kind of think forward like are we are we taking the steps that we are taking towards our our vision like yes or no is if um you know just think if somebody uh offered you let's just say like, you know, a, a, a job, but it was in another country, you know, would that be really towards your vision? I mean, it might be, but maybe it isn't. I mean, it could be exciting and sexy and all these things, but maybe it's not taking you towards your vision. So that's just something that it's, um, you know, you have to ask yourself that and answer that for yourself. And the shoes okay. are a way to remind yourself to ask those questions. Very cool. I love that. I love how it's so much more than just a sneaker or just a shoe. Yeah, like, well, that, so that's where it becomes about my, my purpose. It's like I really want to provide like, you know, a shoe. Of course, I could work at a big shoe company and um, mm -hmm. design shoes and provide them for 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 women unless I men, did men's shoes or something. But I really feel um, it's I am best at 
designing the shoe for women that I can really intimately connect with, mm -hmm. um, listening to the needs and providing them that support through the shoe. Yes, love that. As, and as a leader, what are three pieces of wisdom that you can give young folks who want to open? I know you gave us like so many already, <laughs> but like the like the absolutely main three that you feel that other women like us or anybody else who wants to follow in your footsteps um, should know. Um, okay, I, I, I'll kind of sound like my mother here, but I would say like <laughs> learn how to save money and learn how to save it in a way that like you are not really conscious of. And that might be like, you know, automatic deposits in another bank account, mm -hmm. um, you know, just regulate that and um, put it on a system and just allow it to, to, to happen. And don't, um, you know, don't dip into that unless it's an emergency. I mean... Um, because I really feel that money, uh, when you're starting something, you have to have some capital and, um, mm -hmm. and you want to have good credit too. And, um, you know, if someone can, can loan you the money, that's great. But a lot of times it's just going to be you. So, um, that's, that's the, that's the number one. Um, the number two, I would say like, uh, preserve your, your mind and your body as best as you can too. And, um, that is because it's really only you who's, walking through this world and yeah. um that's why i mean you know i used to wear heels and i and now i want something like more comfortable because i also feel that as i've gotten older and i you know i lived in new york for such a long time is the cement and like the 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 um constant uh impact on your knees wearing heels a lot, in a lot of ways and even even the best design heels i mean they're still gonna just the the, the kind of basic um ergonomics or physics of, of the posture is going to be harder. It's more taxing, right? So that's just, that's what it is. So you want to invest in your body too. invest in your, you know, save money, invest in your body. And then the third one I would say is um, like, don't, well, I would say, you know, um, fail fast, fail often. Like, um, learn from the mistakes, make the mistake, learn from it, you know, recover from it because that gives you more resilience that, you know, like, Oh, if something else like bombs out again, I'll know how to work on it. Like you won't completely freak out and then shut down. Like you have to, um, that's like a muscle that has to be exercised. And, mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, after a while, I, I think, you know, now in my second shoe line, it's a lot easier than the first one. Um, I mean, it's hard. It's very hard in a lot of ways, but I think emotionally it's less hard because I went through so many um, highs and lows with my first shoe line and I would feel, um, you know, that things were personal or I'd feel they were unfair, you know, and yeah, they may have been personal. They may have been unfair, but that's kind of how the journey is going to be. Right. So yeah. now like something happens, like somebody canceled something the other day that like we were so close to just like putting together and they just like canceled out because they were, they were actually um, fearing, you know, the financial investment and, and I get it, I get it. But, um, but you know, it's always like annoying, but it's just like, okay, well that's going to happen. Right. I mean, things are, people are going to disappoint you and, um, and there's going to be a lot of things. And so I don't want to say you should go in there like, you know, expecting everything to mess up in front of you, but I think you should, um, learn that uh, bouncing back from every setback is really um, building a 
a reserve of tenacity and skill that is only going to serve you like long term. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Beat. I love everything you're sharing. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yes. Go ahead, We're so grateful for UCC for inspiring us. I mean, Thanks. imagine, you know, the product that you have created or your company that you've created will change a lot of lives, will inspire a lot of lives. Even that, you know, you express how your design alone has a purpose of reminding people yes or no. Yes. How, you know, deciding and um, also feeling comfortable and beautiful. So I cannot wait to receive my pair. I, for <laughs> sure, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to buy, you know, it's Mother's Day coming up too. So I might have to buy my mom one also. And I'm sure Jen and Rose are having that, the same thoughts. But before <laughs> we, we wrap up, please do invite everyone again to where they can find you or where they can reach you so that if ever they have more uh, questions or just want to know more about you, where can they uh, do that? So um, the best way is Instagram. So that's Vision Quest Shoes. Um, on Facebook, also just Vision Quest Shoes. Um, and then the website is visionquestshoes.com. So, um, you know, that's 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 probably the, the easiest way to do it. Nice. Awesome. So there you have it, guys. Vision Quest Shoes. And uh, follow and share and make sure that yes. you learn more. And I'm sure you were inspired today. I know... Jen Rose and I were like, okay, I, I really need to take these heels off soon. But <laughs> you know, it's all about investing in yourself, just like yes. what uh, Cece shared with us today. So we appreciate you. And I know Jen and Rose have um, last words for you before we wrap up. I had one last question. Sure. So you said that you had worked for larger companies before in the past. Mm -hmm. When did you know that it was time to leave and go off on your own and do your own thing? Well, um, so yeah, I, I, that's a good question because um, you have to be prepared, right? And um, so I had worked at um, two big companies, always wanting to do my own line, but not, not doing them within the time span of that. In fact, one of them I left, started working on my first shoe line initially and they got an offer from the other company and was just like oh well do I um you know I'll be no secret uh, you know do I work at Calvin Klein or do I like not work at Calvin Klein you know what I mean like that was mm -hmm. the question and uh, or do I start this at that point I wanted to do a handbag no I was doing my first shoe line yeah that's true um and it was just like you know it hadn't even really taken form at all but I had like a germ you know a germination of a of a concept like a seed that was planted but I got this job offer and I felt like well you know can I turn down a a job there and um you know at that moment I was like no I I, I can't like I really want to work at a big company I really want to make all the contacts I really want to you know get more um you know, further in my craft because I was an accessory designer there. So it was aligned with the bigger journey. You know, it wasn't like a distraction. I felt like it was still on the path. Um, but then I was there for um, about a year and a half. And, um, but, and I still had the seed that had been planted was really trying to like grow. And I felt like um, I was at a point where I was like, well, if this doesn't, if I don't give it a chance to take root, it probably just won't because I'm going to get so, consumed with the work here you know just knowing what was like you know on 
our play, what was going to be expected of us, like for the next, um, as we moved into a different transition at the company. So I felt like, well, um, and I had done my research. I had actually flown to China to visit a factory on my Christmas break. I had actually started doing um, some prototyping. So I was pretty deep into it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I would say as much time as you can commit and progress as you can make while you're still working is important, right? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't just quit something and have like all this open time and no structure, right? Mm -hmm. So you wanna have things like in the pipeline, you know, you wanna have like launch dates like planned or like, you know, key, um, key markings along the way when you're going to quit and you want to have a plan. Like I'm quitting, you know, I'm quitting. It's, it's the end of April. Let's say you, you want to quit. Like also you want to think about things like, you know, am I going to get, um, you know, uh, am I going to get a, a bonus? Am I going to get like my 401k? You know, you want to like be yeah. smart about it. You want to like yeah. really like investigate like you know do i want it and also be responsible like i'm only going to quit when i finish that project to completion in a good way you don't want to like leave anybody hanging i mean that's another right. thing you know when i quit my last job i had finished a backpack line we wanted to do to like i took it all the way from you know concept to the prototyping to when it was in the salespeople's stages and at that point i knew i could like back off you know i waited until the moment was right there. So yeah, I think you want to like really plan what's the best way um, before you leave. But then, you know, when you, when you're ready to go, like go and don't look back. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I truly, truly agree. That's, that's exactly how I did it too. I had a plan. I had a plan. I, um, I had lots of Excel sheets and, <laughs> and calendars and just watching the bank making yes. sure everything's saved. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think you need a formal business plan the way that like, you know, if you Google business mm -hmm. plan where you like have all these like summaries and I, I think you essentially you need to know how much money you have saved to get you to the place where you're going to either need other money or your, your business is going to start bringing back money. And I don't necessarily mean profit going to yeah. bring money back in to help pay for your initial investment and you need okay. to know how long you can you can stretch that yeah very cool awesome agree and again guys <laughs> so, yeah back. so cc thank you so much for showing up i know there was a thing we thought it was tomorrow but <laughs> all good i'm so happy and excited that we've met and that we're here and that we're near each other so that we could definitely see each yes. other when the time comes. Um, and also if you ever need anything, if you need us to like post something or if you need us. Oh, to, like, that's yeah, great. Anything, yeah. If you need resources, we are always here for you. Our vision, our, um, our mission at In Her Purpose is to be able to be resources for other women and help lift and inspire and to build a community of, um, you know, just supporting women all day and trying to um, guide other women who don't really know where they're at and and kind of guide them to where they want to be at. So um, for you, we are here for you. If you need anything, you. just let us know. It could be the smallest thing. It could be the biggest thing, whatever. Don't be shy. We are here. <laughs> thank you. So thank you again. And that was another great episode. Thank you, Cece. We'll see you and we'll keep in touch. But yes. Jen and Rose, 
Um, advanced congratulations to your upcoming events this weekend. Maybe you can invite everybody what's happening for you guys because you are busy bees. Uh, May, starting May. Yeah. 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 So May 1st, Saturday, we're actually double booked, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rose and I are going to be on a panel for the Universal Asian and the Creation and it's about self-care and supporting mental health. So that's a panel mm -hmm. and we'll be on at one o'clock, I believe. And yeah. so um, it's free, so you can sign up, just click um, some of the stories that we have posted on Instagram. And then on Saturday from 12 to four, we will be at Whimsy in Pasadena. We'll be doing a pop-up selling some of our books and candles that Sweet Pea makes for us specifically, um, an ube extract as well. Did I miss anything? Yay. Yes, and then next week is a really oh, big yeah. event that I want or need everybody to go to. <laughs> yes. Because this one is going to be very empowering, very inspiring. There's gonna be lots of women, like-minded, successful women out there who are willing to just serve and give time to each other so that we can uplift and, um, you know, motivate us to keep going, right? And stay committed to what we need to do. Um, so it's May 8th in Calabasas. Um, you can find the link on any of our social medias in our bios. Um, click on it, check it out, and come through May 8th. Yep, Amazing. and that's also at one o'clock. Yes, and if you want to find more and learn more about In Her Purpose and the community, please go to our website and the social media handles that have been flashing here on the stream in this interview. And uh, like Jenna Rose shared with CC, we are open arms here to help and guide you in finding your North Star, right? That was CC was saying, and uh, really defining your purpose. So. Thank you again, Jen and Rose, for another amazing episode. So tune in next week for another special guest that we will have in In Her Purpose show. See you later, guys. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Ready or not, here I come. Never late when the night is young. Always late when the morning comes.